Hey everyone, and welcome to this week's Invisible Not Broken. I have an amazing interview for you guys. I'm so excited. I got to interview one of the badass, most amazing artists, tattooed up chicks ever. And this is going to be an interview with Angela. And she has TOS, she has IBS, and anxiety. And we had a great chat. So some of the things you can look forward to hearing about during this talk is um, tattooing and chronic illness and chronic pain in different ways that we certainly felt like this is a way to take control of your body and how to express our lives. So if you go over to our show notes, you can grab Angela's um, Instagram and you can go check out her amazing body art. Uh, you can also go over to YouTube. I post the videos and you can find us over there at Invisible Not Broken. So we talked about surgeries, we talked about tattoos and chronic pain, we talked a lot about art and chronic pain. She's an amazing painter. Um, we talked about what happens when you're a medium, um, if you're a painter and you suddenly have arm pain, how to process that. We discussed um, health insurance. Uh, She's up in Canada. I'm here in the United States. So we had a really good discussion about some aspects of social medicine I didn't know, which is really cool. It's um, not all unicorns and rainbows. Pretty awesome from where I'm standing still, but it is, um, it's a little bit more nuanced. We also talked about invisible illness and public transportation and some of the confusion and stressors that can happen there. So I am trying a new thing with the podcast. I am just starting in with conversations. So right after my voice, you're just going to hear us just go right into the interview i hope you enjoy that thank you so much for tuning in if you want to do something really nice for us share this episode this is a really good episode to share with friends family support groups and um, really appreciate we don't advertise here at invisible at broken so the fact that we have an international audience is all thanks to you so sit back enjoy listening to angela and um have a great week everyone i don't see you there you are oh, hi <laughs> hi how are you oh i'm so happy to get to chat with you Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Me too. I was like looking over your um, your questionnaire and I was like, oh my gosh, I am so adoring her with the tattoos and <laughs> the art. And like, how are we not friends? Oh, you live in Canada. That's why. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just a little far. Just but... a tad far for us to like go out for coffee. It would be a little yeah. much. <laughs> so what are you dealing with right now? What's what's your main thing that you're you're dealing with? Uh, so primarily thoracic outlet syndrome, um, but then yeah, I also have some miscellaneous other stuff just thrown in there. Because um, why stop with just one thing, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, misery loves company, right? So yeah, before I was just like, it's not that bad, and I'm like, oh no, now it kind of is. <laughs> um, but it's manageable, right? So I love okay. it. We're like, okay, this is bad. This is horrible. I can't handle this. And then like the next thing comes in. And you're like, oh no, that was okay. Can we go back to that? Like, yeah, yeah. When we were just dealing with that one little thing over there. Yeah, that was nice. You that know, was that cool. <laughs> I like looking back when I was like, it was just fibromyalgia and no shade to everyone who's dealing with fibromyalgia. That's awful. But it was like all of a sudden the like major dislocations was a little different than like, I feel like I got hit by a Mack truck. <laughs> yep. Yep. Completely. Yeah. <laughs> and you had one of the surgeries that my doctors were looking at for me of like rib removal. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I had uh, both done. Uh, so I have lovely armpit scars, which is super hot. <laughs> I got to see this on um, Instagram, right? You posted those. Yeah. yeah. yeah I, I've been Instagram stalking you for a while. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, know, likewise. Um, and uh, yeah, I love that you interviewed Jen. Of course, I listened to hers and her talking about TOS and being a hairdresser. And yeah, she was the first person I met online who also has TOS. And I was like, oh, my God, like, this is amazing because, um, like, so few people have it. And I talk about it so much. And, like, some people really appreciate it, but they can't really relate to it, you know. And, uh, yeah, like, the rib removals were brutal. Like, they they did really help. But, like, what a thing to, to go through. Um, and now I kind of talk about it to friends. Like, it's no big deal. I'm like, yeah, I'm just, you know, down two ribs. And... <laughs> 
<laughs> just going for that like Victorian silhouette. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And that's what they think of. They're like, oh, so like, is it like your lower rib? And I'm like, no, no. Like, <laughs> this was not cosmetic. Extra, <laughs> right? Yeah. And they're like, do you have an extra rib? Is that what it was? I'm like, no, man, it's just the first one. Like everyone has it. Mine was just genetically too close to my collarbone. And here we are. Um, I really wanted to keep mine, though. They didn't let me, which was unfortunate. I wanted to have it, like, in a jar on a bookshelf, you know? And like, anyone who knows me knows room, why I adore you. you. Know? This would be right here. Why I absolutely was like, <laughs> we need to chat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, the, wait a minute. I grew that. It's mine. Like, why are you yeah. taking it away? Yeah, it's like the, the dark humor. You know, you're making the best of a shitty situation. Um, so I saw a photo of the rib. It was all, like, bloody in a dish. And I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. But I'm still sad I couldn't keep it. But I, I think you can make some okay. good art out of that photo. I right? Really yeah. Like I saw one be... person, like, engraved the rib. And I was like, oh, now that's cool. Right? It was, like, it was really beautiful. It's kind of like henna on a bone. Um <laughs> I would be. I live in the Bay Area. We've got some really like badass, cool stores. Like, um, yeah. oh god, I forget the name of it. Jeez, I miss my brain. It was so neat. We got like these two stores that like have all taxidermy and bones and yeah, yeah, it'd be perfect, fantastic. right? Yeah, I think that would go really well with that aesthetic. Yeah, and then people get freaked out, and they're like, wait, did you get, like, part of the rib out? And I was like, no, man, the whole thing. Like, it is gone. <laughs> Got it, Part of the muscle with it. Yeah, and I'm like, and I feel great. And they're like, are you okay? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, like, I actually feel better now than I did before. Um, and people get all confused, and uh, I, like, awkwardly excuse myself. And <laughs> it's like this quietly just sort of sling off yeah, to the yeah. side like oh no no it's all good it's well I mean it is kind of something I think everyone who's listening could understand which is like that weird moment where you're like yeah I'm not like everyone else in the room like yeah hmm. yeah because like I used to not really tell people and no one really knew because like I look completely fine and then I have the tattoos and they're like yeah you're badass and I'm like I'm also in pain all the time uh, <laughs> hang on let me tell you how much of a badass because I don't think you're getting the full picture yeah exactly and now I'm like overly honest with people because I'm like no I want you to know like how fucking hard this is and how little support you get um, and now I'm just kind of waiting for all of my friends to get sick at some point. I'm like, ah, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> now you get it. See, um, what you need is you need friends who are in their eighties because yeah, I like yeah. no one else gets it. Like, <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. I went to, uh, my first, like I I've done two chronic pain programs because I am super cool. Uh, the first one I went to, uh, was in Victoria. So it's more of like a retirement city. And I was like, this is going to be great. You know, it's the first time it's going to help. It's like free, you know, this is awesome. And I go and it's based in a hospital and everyone is like 60 to 80 years old. I'm like, Oh, Oh no. <laughs> and I really tried. I did like the whole course and I did something, but the final straw was, uh, I was doing pool therapy because you know, your joints move easier in water. And I was like, that makes sense. I show up and I'm all tattooed and then there's like a retirement group in the pool and you can see people like watching me walk to that point and get in and they're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, you hi guys, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. So not many people my age relate, but that's why I love like your podcast and the idea that, uh, you know, a lot of people are interested in this because they either deal with it themselves or they know someone who has or whatever. Um, but giving it a platform to like honestly talk about because it sucks. And <laughs> um, even when people read like Instagram posts, they don't really get like the full picture. Right. So I, I was just talking to someone and I won't call them out because they're the most lovely person I know. And um, I hadn't seen them in ages and we were having brunch and they were just like, you're so inspiring. Like oh. I see your Instagram <laughs> posts and I see what you're doing. And I'm like, okay, you'd actually know me in person. So I can give you a little bit more credit than like, okay, you just see my Instagram and my Facebook yeah. and my Twitter life. But like, there's only one person who gets to see all of it. And that's my husband who gets yep. to see like the breakdowns at two o'clock in the morning. Yep. Like I really never try to like look inspiring because I think that's such a disservice to everyone out there yep. who's like, yeah. well, she's hurting and she's doing podcasts. It's like, no, no, this is my therapy. I live in 
the yep. United States. I can't yep. afford therapy. So this is my yep. way to do therapy yeah. and to talk about it. So it's uh, yeah, just a, a advisory to anyone who's looking at this going, but she can do this. No, trust me, you're not oh. seeing the 2 a.m. Like it's, yep. there yep. are plenty of emotional breakdowns that you guys yep. are not witnessing because I don't put those up on Instagram yet. I will eventually. Someday I will have a full blown. <laughs> yesterday was close. It was, I was so ticked off yesterday. I actually put it up on Facebook. My street has, um, I'm in a wheelchair most of the time now. And right. some guy parked right in front of the, the of course. ramp. Yeah. And he saw me. And <laughs> he just said, Oh, well, I'm not going to be long and walked into his house. I'm like, I am mad enough to put that rant up. That pissed me off. Sorry, off topic, but... um. No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, most people, right? And it's just, I hate being called inspiring, too. I'm like, no, man, this sucks. Like, (laughs) this is not inspirational. I was like, yeah, okay, I, like, make the best of it. But, yeah, like, you know, um, my partner, like, helps take care of me, and he's, like, super understanding, which is great. But then, yeah, he'll tell people, because they'll ask, like, oh, you know, where's Angela? Why haven't we seen her in a while? (laughs) He's like, oh, you know, she had some surgeries this year and, you know, kind of talks about it a little bit. And then he'll joke and be like, it's actually called thoracic outlet syndrome. And he'll start like <laughs> explaining it. I'm like, yes. Um, but it's, See, I'm it's, thinking he's going to like go the other way and go dark humor and be like, no, she's locked up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we joke about that too. Yeah. Now just no one sees me and I'm just like an enigma floating around. It's like magicians. Um, You're Alice there in like the back room writing stories. Like, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. No, I feel like inspiring yeah. needs to be, like, it's almost insulting, like, where inspiring is for when you're chronically ill. It's like, she got out of bed. That's so inspiring. Yeah. It's like, no, yeah. no. Save that for, like, Malaya or, like, like the people yeah. who are actually, like, making a decision. Yep. Not when there's no other decision to be made, but they actually make a choice to be brave and courageous exactly. and do huge things. Yeah. It's like, this wasn't a choice. I don't have other options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Believe like, me, like, I would opt out of this. If I could, like, <laughs> check a box that says, you know what? Gone, yeah. <laughs> I could be inspiring and sick, or I could be healthy and out of pain. Yeah. I would be checking that box so fast. It would, yep. Yep. It would be ridiculous. Okay, so oh, I'm yeah. crushing on your neck tattoo or the sternum tattoo so much. Like, if oh. you can go over to YouTube, we have a YouTube channel. I can show you them all. What they look okay. like. I'm not showing all my tattoos right now, but <laughs> she has like the most badass tattoos. And this wishbone tattoo on the sternum, I'm crushing on. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, it's one of my favorites, but it's funny because I can't actually see it because it's in like my blind spot. <laughs> um, but I see it in photos, and it's great. Um, but yeah, no, and like even all the tattoos, like a few years ago, I didn't have as many. Um, but it became like, okay, well, I'm in pain all the time. What can I do to take away the pain and like distract myself? And then, yeah, I fell in love with tattoos. And that's like, hey, at least you're getting something beautiful afterwards compared to just like suffering, you know? And I tell people, you know, I'm getting all these injections and physiotherapy and like all this different treatment and you don't get anything out of it and you're sore and you're bruised. And uh, yeah, I like to balance it with like then getting a new tattoo because then it's like, it's something for me. And um, yeah, so I'm completely addicted. My poor, poor mother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my parents are not a fan of all the tattoos. They like some of them, but uh, I love it. And then it also like has helped me a lot with like insecurity as well. And like the idea of like, showing my body and being more like proud of it, even though it's breaking down. But (laughs) I kind of like that contrast of like, I'm young and tattooed and also really sick. Um, And, (laughs) you know, someone will see a photo and they're like, oh, sick tattoos. I'm like, did you read the caption? Because like, there's there's a whole lot more going on there, you know? Um, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, tattoos for me was like, my body has been so unpredictable my whole life that it was my one thing I could actually control. It was something that I could like have an idea, hand it over to someone, they would do it. It would be what I thought. And yay, I now have something that I chose for my body rather than my body going. So today we're going with Picasso, just letting you know, we're just going to like modern art sculpture it today. That's just what's happening. Like, so that was like, I could actually control and love. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the joke though. Is like, my kids are, are getting older. It's like, tattoos really mom like 
<laughs> like those aren't cool why are you like no of course I won't get tattoos tattoos aren't cool anymore <laughs> great thanks I mean yeah we're not hip we're not hip or I it. actually managed um, to make tattoos uncool like how yeah. how uncool do you have to be as a person to make tattoos uncool is my only question it's a high level it's a high <laughs> bar I reached here in the uncoolness levels like that was really like Olympic pole vaulting levels yeah. of uncool yeah. 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 All of mine are in weird places. Like the only ones I get to see are like my wrist tattoos and my oh, yeah, yeah. forearm tattoos, but my neck all the way down to my spine is covered. And oh, nice. I just have to trust. Like, yep. I'm, I'm guessing those all still look okay. But yeah. oh, yeah. I forget that I have back tattoos sometimes. Yeah. I've got like a whole slew back here yes, as well. Yes, you do. Oh, my God. That's gorgeous. <laughs> I love and yeah, it. I just forget that it's there. I'm just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I have part of my back tattooed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I see pictures and I'm like, oh, that's right. I have a neck tattoo. I forgot yeah. I had a neck tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I always joke that, uh, you know, if, at some point, if I'm like more able and can go like work out at a gym, I'm going to have some dude come up and be like, hey, you want to see my tattoo? And it'll be like, like one tribal on the shoulder. And I'm like, yeah, want to see mine? Like, <laughs> Okay, I see that, and, like, the first thing I can think of is that it's the guy who has, or the girl or the person, whoever, is, like, I'm so tough, I was able to tattoo, yeah, and yeah, then it's, exactly. like, but nothing here. It's, like, the band that ends with, like, this open, yeah. which, I mean, cheers if you try it. Dear God, I can't. Um, but it's, like, oh, let me tell you about chronic pain real quick. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I have, like, the whole underarm. Yeah, I saw that, and I, yeah. I bow down. My pain <laughs> threshold does not go to tattooing this or this, like. Yeah, yeah, no, up near the armpit has definitely been the worst, but I think it was, like, extra bad for me because of the old TOS, but I didn't oh, know that boy. at the time, um, and I was like, no, armpits just suck. So now I'm really curious, like, without the ribs, if it's any better, because I feel like I'll get some kind of tattoo, like, integrated with the scar not to like cover it but kind of like point at it you know and be like hey look at that that's a thing um I love like the integration of scars and like I have tons of scars around my arms and my legs yeah. and I'm like that'd be so fun to like find a way to like involve right? that like yeah. you see people with, like keloid scars that actually turn it into like a 3d tattoo and it's like that yes. is so cool yeah yeah yeah, I saw you wanted to, like, you're like, if I was healthy, I would consider being a tattoo artist. And I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh, you are my spirit person. Like, <laughs> when I was, like, 16, I haunted tattoo shops all the yeah. way until I was 18. Like, how do I get an apprenticeship? How do I? Yeah. Yeah. That's well, yeah, because I'm, I'm, yeah, completely hooked. And I've tattooed myself a bunch of times because um, I had, I was getting tattooed once by a dude. And he's like, oh, have you ever considered tattooing? He's like, you're a painter, you know, like you have the artist side of it. And I kind of laughed. And I was like, oh, no, like, I don't think I'm good enough for that. And he's like, but you're already the artist. So like you have that compared to some people who just start at nothing and like they can't draw. And I was like, oh, that's a valid point. So yeah, I started tattooing myself. I just haven't tattooed anyone else because I'm like, obviously, I don't want to fuck it up. And I'm a perfectionist. So I'm like, no, I have to be like, perfect. Um, but yeah, I had someone like offer me an apprenticeship. And yeah, I'm going to be like volunteering with a tattoo shop. So I'm like, slowly like creeping my way in um but yeah like I don't know if I'll ever be able to like hold a tattoo machine because of like the vibration that's what I was um, wondering like the vibrations yeah. are like hard even to be tattooed I, if I was holding up my hand I, there's right? no way <laughs> yeah so like the only ones I've done on myself are like stick and poke which is like a bunch of the ones I've gotten too which is like easier that is like the 16 year old longer. tattoo where they take like the India <laughs> ink and the sewing yeah. needle and yes okay. So I actually use tattooing and okay. a tattoo needle. <laughs> Just want to make sure we're not going like full, like no one will give no, me a no, tattoo. No. I'm 16. So I'll sit here in the back of the classroom. I yeah. had a very interesting high school experience. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, like I did some on my inner arm, like the little like strawberry, like I did oh, myself. That's, that's not. Um, and like the paintbrush and stuff. And uh, you just have to take time, right? I think a lot of people like really rush through it and then don't finish it properly. And it's like, why wouldn't you just take the extra hour and make it perfect, you know? Um, so, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I'm, I would love to get into that. But, yeah, I just don't know if, like, my arms could ever handle it, you know? Um, but and That's always the question. Like, when we're trying to plan our lives and we have unpredictable outcomes or unpredictable prognosis, yeah. it's like, okay, so I could – 
invest time and money into learning this new skill and then all of a sudden I'll get there. Like that was the big question in my household was I got too sick to run my photography business. Yeah. yeah. So that had to go away. Then it was like, but could I teach? Like yep. I've already got my bachelor's degree. I had taught for a while. I just would need yep. to go back and finish my credential. And we were looking at how much it costs. And then it was like, but I could put in two years and I might not even be able to go to the first class because yep. I might not be able to sit through it. It's like, yep. it's so frustrating to try to plan a life that's, you know, what you would want to be meaningful when you're like, yep. it's always this juggle. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then like all of my friends are just like doing the thing, <laughs> doing whatever they want. And I'm like, God damn it. Um, and yeah, <sighs> I was working until like a year and a half ago. It was pretty soon after I got diagnosed. Um, I, yeah, I used to like run uh, like live painting events. Um, so they're really great, but like really high energy. And before I had a diagnosis, I was like, it's not that bad. I can just push through it. Um, and then of course I couldn't anymore. Uh, so then I stopped doing that. Um, cause I had a surgeon be like, you know, I could operate on you, but you're in so much pain. It might not help. And I'm like, well, fuck. <laughs> so I was like, okay, now I'm going to change all this stuff. And yeah, like even six months ago, like before I had the first surgery, like I was explaining to people, like, there's no guarantees it will help. You know, like it might make me worse. It might help, but we have to see how it goes. And like my complete perception of my future is like shattered, you know, because I was like, how can you plan around that? You know, um, and now like I've had both sides and like I do feel really great. Obviously, I'm like talking with my hands and like <laughs> doing the thing. Um, but it's still like there's no guarantees. And I think that's like the weirdest thing because everyone else my age has like all of these like long term plans um, or at least like ideas that are possible. Um, and yeah, I'm there, you know, with the 80 year olds being like, well, I can't use a cane because it hurts my arm too much, you know, and uh, there's uh, very little winning going on here. Um, and then I explain to people, I'm like, I'm a painter, but I have chronic arm pain, so I can't paint, <laughs> but I think about painting. Um, and, and that's when people start looking at you like you're a Dickens novel or something like, you're yeah. a painter with arm. Pa okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I joke with people now that like if I meet someone new, I just like unload all the baggage right away. And I'm like, hi, these are all my problems. You good? And then if they stick around, great. But like if it scares them off, then like I'd rather sooner than later. So I'll just send um, you the URL for this episode so you could just like text them the URL and be like, yes, watch exactly. this. Exactly. Then get yeah. back to me. Like, yeah. And that's why some people ask me, like, you know, like, why are you so open on social media? I was like, well, I didn't used to be before, but then this was all I had to talk about. So, like, might as well share this stuff. And now it's great because it's like a pre-context. So if I'm going to hang out with someone, then they already have a bit of, like, background knowledge to work with. So I don't have to, like, thoroughly explain everything. Um, but it does definitely, like, scare a lot of people off. And I'm sober, too, which makes things, like, super fun. Oh, that's um, great when you go out. Like, yes, I will be not drinking with the rest of you. Yep. I cannot drink. I can't eat most of the food. And my back hurts, you know? And <laughs> that's right, because you have IBS as well. So that's, yep. that is a whole other level of... Yeah, that's just all of my social activities are. Yeah. Well, and I was in so much, like, I had so much abdominal pain and different issues. Like, I was convinced it was something more than IBS. So I saw, like, multiple GIs. I had, like, tons of testing. Of course, it came back normal, which is good, but, like, super frustrating. Um, so now, of course, yeah, I have the blanket statement of, it's just IBS. You could deal with it. And, uh, it, you know, it, it, some days are obviously easier than others. And that's why I'm trying to figure out, like, is it connected to the TOS? Is it because of some medication? Is it just because of, like, all of it? Um, so I'm kind of curious to see if, like, it improves. But I'm also, like, very prepared if it doesn't. So, <laughs> um... I feel like all of us should get, like, honorary doctorates because we're all scientists when we have chronic yep. illness because it's like, is this causality or yep. is it just yep. a coincidence? Like, yeah. for... Well, we thought forever that was my periods that were, like, making everything worse because the week before my period, everything would fall apart. Like, yeah. everything. And then it was like, oh, haha, -ha, now it's going to be four <laughs> weeks out of the month. Just kidding it oh, has nothing good to do God. with that yeah. <laughs> God damn it like right when I think I figured it out and I could plan things like okay yeah. we just don't plan for this week nope just 
that's out the door. So it's like this weird, like scientific formula we're all trying to like figure out, is it because of like, is it IBS or is it a side effect from this medication or is it anxiety or is it POTS? Is it anxiety or is it a side effect? Is it like, it's the weirdest thing of trying to like come up with a hypothesis. (laughs) Oh yeah. And then I tell people like, you know, I'm an anxious person. Like I did a lot of research and now I can pretty much like talk about the surgery I had for like hours, you know, like, like I know way too much about it. I know all the possible side effects, you know, like, and I'm just like, so what do you want to know? You know, do you have any questions? I'm like an encyclopedia about first rib removals because I did like so much extensive research and, uh, yeah, so I'm I'm a joy to like bring to a dinner party. I've got I all honestly think you'd knowledge. be a blast. Like <laughs> you're having your fun. Weird, but once you get over that, then I think it's great. So, but yeah. I also like hanging out with eighty year olds. So that's that's another. Side but then too. even then, I'll hang out with older people, and they're like, "Oh, but when I was young, like I felt great." And I'm like, "Well, that's great for you. Like, um, oh, that's I lovely. Feel like you do now, but then I look like this, you know." And like some people get it, but I find I even get more judgment from older people because they're like, "No, you know, you got to do things while you can," and it's like, "Well, can't. I can't." already <laughs> you know like I didn't choose this it's just happening the and TOS life chose me like <laughs> yeah and and that's what I explain to people too is like I didn't know um that like someone in their 20s could get like an incurable illness where you're just in pain all the time forever like I didn't know that could happen um, and now I'm just like telling everyone because I'm like, watch out, man, it could happen to you too. Um, I mean, like, it probably won't, but <laughs> it does make us like the specter at the feast. Like, we like it suddenly, like, you're this grim reaper that reminds yep. everyone around you of like the fragility of life, which kind of yep. makes you either like the most fun person to hang out with, where people are like, oh, tell me your wisdom of learning what it's yeah. like for this. Or it's like, please leave before I yeah, catch yeah. it. Like, I know it's not contagious, but, I don't but I don't <laughs> just shoo. Don't want to think yeah, about that. Bye-bye. Yeah. Like, uh, that's, yeah, that's just like mass exodus of people in your life when you get sick like this. It's like the, no, 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 I know it's not contagious, but please leave. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> pretty selectively social, um, which, you know, <laughs> has its pros and cons, right? Like I, I always tell people that, you know, the other TOS patients I've met online have been by far the best um, because then they actually know like how bad it is. Um, because a lot of the time I kind of like downplay it and it's like, oh, it's not that bad. Um, but then of course, when you talk to someone with the same thing, then it's like, oh God, like the nerve pain, the vein compression, you know, all these other random symptoms. And then of course the comorbidities as well. Right. And, uh, I'm just thinking from like, I've had so many surgeries. I've had one surgery I couldn't handle and that was mm. the bone surgery and you had bones removed. So all I can think is like, Ow! To the, like, 20th level. Ow! And, like, trying to explain to anyone who hasn't experienced chronic pain or bone pain or nerve yeah. pain, yeah. it's like, you until you've had nerve pain and bone pain, you yeah. might want to, like, take a minute to understand yep. what's what we're talking about here. Like, yeah. I can't oh, even yeah. fathom what you're talking about with the removal. I just had a bone drilled into, and I, that was, like, yeah. my eighth surgery, seventh surgery, okay. so I'm like, I fine don't worry about yeah. numbing the area I've got yeah. a high pain top no yeah yeah I would no, take like labor pain. before that <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> yeah no nerve pain for me is like by far my least favorite of all the pains um because I get it from you know from like my neck into my hands yeah um, it which just is makes you feel like you can't yeah you just like can't use your arms you know which is uh super convenient um and then I was kind of the opposite where like I'd never had major surgery before and I was going into it and yeah like no guarantees and I was like but I gotta try like I've already tried everything else and um yeah I kind of t- like so the benefit is like I did feel a lot of relief like almost like the day after surgery like my circulation was better like I had less nerve pain 
but then it felt like I'd been like kicked in the ribs a whole bunch and like tenderized, you know? <laughs> um, but of course you can't see that because it's internal. So I'm just sitting there and I'm like, hi. Um, and yeah, like it's, it's, uh, it's definitely that deep internal pain. And I have like so much more empathy for people who get beat up now because I'm like, man, bruised ribs suck, like super painful. Um, but even then I'm telling people and I'm like, you know, but the nerve pain is less. So I feel great. <laughs> and the other thing about um, nerve pain is it doesn't respond to painkillers. It like in the exactly. same, there's very few things that can help with yep. nerve pain. Like yep. I've only found And nothing one. helped mine. Yeah. Like nothing helped. Like I tried things for years and like, it just kept on getting worse. And I just like, didn't understand like what else I could do. And I was kind of just hoping like, the surgery would help like with some of the issues up here. I didn't realize kind of like how much everything was all connected. Um, and that's why like when I, when I was recovered from the first one and it was kind of like, do you want to do the other one? I was like, hell yes. <laughs> and people were really surprised. They're like, why would you want to go through that again? And it's like, but I still have nerve pain on this side. Mm-hmm. Now this side was doing better and it was kind of jealous. It's like, Hey, what about me? <laughs> Excuse um, me. Am I just decorative on this side? Right. <laughs> um, but then it's funny cause afterwards then like my whole rib cage was like, dude, did you take one of us? You, that wasn't authorized. Like where's our buddy? You know, like I, <laughs> I mean, he was like, no, he was a bastard, man. He was like causing damage for years. Like he had to go. It was you know? toxic relationship. Yeah, it was bad. It was like a bad breakup. And, uh, but no, now I feel like so much better, but I'm still not like, I don't know if I'll ever be pain free. Like, what does that even mean at this point? Um, so we'll see about that. But obviously, like, you know, like any improvement is fantastic. So I'm uh, really excited. But also, you know, I try to be realistic about it because some people then look at me and they're like, so when are you fully recovered? And it's like, um, never. <laughs> That's <laughs> um, cute. Oh, summer child. Let me explain what right? chronic like, means. Let's explain. <laughs> exactly. The chronic part of the illness. And then I have to explain to people, you know, like, Yes, it really helped, but it's not a cure. Like, my rib isn't growing back anytime soon. Like, it's gone. But that doesn't mean that, like, all my, you know, muscles, nerves, vessels are all going to cooperate perfectly. Like, that's not how things work. Um, So I'm pretty hopeful because, like, even compared to to Jen, like, my recovery has been, like, a lot easier, um, which I feel bad for saying. But also, I'm, like, weirdly competitive. So I'm, like, sucker, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Um, Just a little bit. Oh, my gosh, I like you. Um, (laughs) I understand that because, like, it's almost like you get competitive about being even the worst. Like, I hear all the time from my doctors, you are the worst Eller stainless case we've seen. I'm, like, yeah, they're like, why are you so young and so sick? And I'm like, it's, you know, it's a it's talent. A gift. It's a- <laughs> what can I say? I, I work at yeah. it every minute of the day. Yeah. And now I have the opposite where I'm like going to physio and he's like, this is the best recovery I've ever seen. And I'm like, thanks, man. <laughs> and he's like, no, like, it's great. And I was like, yeah, I never hear this. Like, I, <laughs> this is like a whole new area of being a patient for me. Um, my physical therapist listens to this podcast and she's listening to you say this right now going, um, Monica, did you do all of your exercises? <laughs> Cause you could probably get up to a level of being the best if you did what you're supposed to. <laughs> oh man. But then like, I explain to people too. I'm like, man, like before surgery, I did everything. Like I was like the best patient. Um, and I really wanted to get better, you know, like, and I just gave up everything. I gave up everything that could have been making it worse. Um, and still lots of pain, you know, (laughs) like didn't help. And, you know, since surgery, like, yes, I've, you know, I do all the stretches, I do all the things, but even then, like the biggest thing that's improved is getting the ribs out. So now I'm even like more into medicine because, you know, I'll have someone suggest like, oh, well, couldn't you just do yoga? And it's like, dude, I needed ribs removed. Like yoga isn't going to do shit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I tend to. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going with the overly honest approach now, but I think it's effective um, and kind of funny, you know. Because uh, <laughs> you live up in Canada, right? Yeah. So you don't understand this part of it, but I could have those explanations with my insurance company. Like, right? Oh, my God. My insurance company is trying to deny me going to physical therapy, yep. which is the yep. only place I can get my bones put back into place. And yep. they were, like, actually questioning them, like, but she's not getting better. 
Yeah. And she's like, yeah, because yeah. her DNA is wrong. Yep. We can reestablish blood flow, but she's going to yep. keep dislocating. Like, it's yep. crazy the amount of, like, what you just said that you have to explain to other people. We have to explain yep. to our doctors and then our yeah. insurance companies because our insurance companies will go, we're not paying for that. Yep. Yeah, I do like a little bit. So it's true. Like, a lot of healthcare here is free and accessible, um, but you do have to jump through hoops with, like, referrals to getting to specialists. But then once you kind of get out of uh, like the basic typical illnesses, you do have to deal with like insurance and private pay and all of that. And like obviously with chronic illnesses, you get there pretty fast because they're like, well, we can offer this new thing, but it'll be thousands of dollars. It may or may not work. And uh, I didn't have health insurance for a long time because I'm an artist. And now I'm under like my partner's insurance, which is great. And they also see me like the spouse, like leeching all of the insurance. And I'm like, physio, yeah. You know? and, <laughs> and I'm like, you know, but before, like I couldn't do all that physio because I didn't have the money and I couldn't afford it and it's not covered. And um, yeah, so no, it's definitely not as bad as the States. Like I didn't have to pay for surgery, which is crazy. Um, and I'm like super, super grateful. But outside of that, there is like some some hassle, but yeah, not as bad. I'm not going to try to pretend it's as bad as the states. Um, Canada, do you want to adopt us, please? Right? Yeah, no, there's definitely some pros to being on this side of the border. But, but that's the big question over here, because I don't know if you, like, pay attention to our politics the way, like, oh, I, awful. like, yeah. rapidly with, like, well, it's been really exciting, because we have some really interesting new people in the House of Representatives right. who are pushing for Medicare for All. So, of course, like, the capitalist group freaks the hell out but what's interesting is in the united states um we're not legally allowed to negotiate with our drug companies you guys are so when they're like putting out like how much it would cost for all of us for medicare for all they're using those numbers of like these hyperinflated like i was charged fifteen thousand dollars for an mri I'm going to guess if you went, even without insurance, to your hospital in Canada, you would not be charged $15,000. Nope. It's so, free. Yeah. I mean, like. waiting like six months, but you will get it. You will. So, like, someone from the United States went over to Canada and they broke their leg and they put out a whole story about it in the newspaper, which was like, this is how much it cost because I was charged all of it because I wasn't a Canadian yep. citizen. Yep. So, I stayed overnight. I had physical therapy. Yep. I had a surgery done and it was like under $5,000, which yep. might sound like a lot of money if you're in Canada or oh, in no, Australia, yeah. but here $5,000 would have yep. covered you going into the ER and talking to yep. a doctor. Like, yep. That's oh, what yeah, like, $5,000. Um, yeah. The other people I know who have TOS, they had the same surgery, but the collarbone incisions instead ah, of the armpits. That could be um, a really good tattoo. And, I can see that being like a very good right. tattoo. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, then, then I, I'm actually glad I didn't know because it would have gone through mine and like it would have looked badass, but like, oh. But yeah, no, just in the armpit, no big deal. Um, but yeah, and then, you know, they kind of, they kick everyone out of the hospital sooner in the States as well, right? So I'm here, and like, I was in the hospital for like four to five days each time, and I had like, you know, all the pain and all the stuff. And yeah, I remember asking some other patients, and they're like, no, like, I'm in the States. I had the same surgery, but collarbone. I, they kicked me out after the second day, and it was still like thirty thousand dollars. And I'm like, <gasps> yeah. I'm actually surprised it was thirty. I mean, like that—that right? that sounds really like. So here you don't because it's, it's a fast surgery. It's only an hour and a half. They just go in and get out. Yeah. yeah. So I think that helps a little bit, but. It yeah, also depends on which uh, hospital you're at. Like hospitals, exactly. the same yeah. procedure, even in the same city, can vary up yeah. to $20,000. And they won't tell you when you go in. Like you have well, to no, of course bill. not. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. Guess what? I mean, that's why here in the United States, so many people go bankrupt is because of an unexpected emergency where I think in Canada and in Great Britain and in Australia, it, the number is so low of people who go yeah. bankrupt for health reasons that it's not even registering. <laughs> like- yeah, exactly. Because usually there's some kind of option, you know? Yeah. And there is the misconception when some people think like, okay, well, you got a chronic illness, you go on disability, everything's covered by insurance. And I'm like, <laughs> Cute. Because <laughs> um, yeah, like most of the, you know, kind of extra things that you get into with chronic illness are not covered. They're not accessible. They're not covered by insurance. And like, I'm so young, like I didn't build up enough like disability coverage because I haven't been working for that long. So no disability for me, you know? And so I think it's, 
Yeah, unfortunately, always more complicated than anyone thinks. Um, but yeah, no, like I can't imagine having to, um, yeah, pay for all the scans because yeah, all the scans here are free. And I've had like so many MRIs just to check all the other parts of my body because um, like I was misdiagnosed for so long and I was kind of jumping between specialists being like is it fibromyalgia is it MS and I'm like oh dear god people okay and you know and I keep on getting all the scans and I'm like I'm the guinea pig just like do whatever you want um, and then they were all normal and that was frustrating enough when it's free let alone when you're paying like 15 grand for a scan that can be normal. Um, and it's just, yeah, I, I have so much uh, like respect and empathy. But empathy, because, go with empathy. Respect does right? not be deserved because all of us who are sick would, would want to have an affordable yep. option to handle. Yep. I understand. I've gotten called out for this and it's fair. I am very liberal and I live in a very pretty little bubble where things are a certain way. I understand. I don't get what you're going through in West Virginia. I understand. I have no concept of Kentucky of like, yeah. I, I get that there are things that I don't get, but I will say that I'm going to speak for all of us here in the U S saying that we would love an option. That means no one goes bankrupt because exactly. they got sick or there's an emergency. Like, I feel like that should not yep. even be a bipartisan issue. Like yep. let's yep. go for humanity and make sure that everyone can like stay as healthy as possible. Yep. Well, yeah, I always turn to my boyfriend and I'm like, you know, thanks for not leaving me. Okay. And I'm like, <laughs> A lot of people do that, and oh, uh, yeah. you man, you know, uh, and it's great because, like, last year, like, after that, you know, fateful surgeon appointment of, like, it probably won't help, um, I, yeah, like, stopped working, but it was a conversation with him being, like, can you support us? Like, does this make sense? I wasn't just like, yeah, I quit, sucker. Um, and, you know, <laughs> and you're stuck with me. <laughs> Right. Um, but at the same time, I was like, you know, I felt like such a burden. I was so apologetic because um, I just want to be independent and be able to do the thing. Um, but like without him, like I would have had to keep working. I wouldn't even be able to have surgery or, of course, what the alternative, you know, I go back to my parents and it's like, I love my parents, but, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's nice to not have to live with your parents and have them take care of you. Um, so like I try to be independent, but there's only so much you can do sometimes. Um, and yeah, let alone if you're alone or you can't stop working, right? Which is a real, real possibility. So, so yeah. So here's the artist guilty chronic illness question. You have spoons one day. Do you A, clean the house and try to like make everything as nice as possible or do you create art? Um, I would definitely just paint. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I, I go through that. So, I'm a, um, what I do is illustrate and write children's yeah, books. Yeah. And so I used to be a painter like you. I used to have like big canvases. I did oils, but I just look at my wrists all the time. So I can't yep. even hold canvases and paint brushes. So I switched over to iPad art. Yeah. And, um, but I still get this horrible guilty feeling. I'm like, I have spoons. I should be like cleaning the house or at least I should put yeah. the dishes away. Like I can wheel yeah. my wheelchair over and put dishes away and it's like, or yeah. I could listen to music, go on Pinterest and do some illustrations for that book that's supposed to yeah. be out next month. Yeah. Well, yeah, I have my, uh, my drafting table behind me. Oh, that's so pretty. So yeah, that's my little art nook. Oh, doesn't God, get used as much as it was before, but <laughs> still there doing its thing hoping to paint more now because like I have less nerve pain so we'll see but I'm still like I have to go through a lot of physio to like get to that point so um yeah it's but. so interesting like what we have as goals like as we get sicker like what's the goal for physical therapy it's like mine is I want to ride a bike again I miss that's yep. my favorite thing ever I it's freedom and she's like yeah that's cute sure we'll yeah. say we're working towards that that's adorable Monica yes yes we could totally like consider that someday you could ride a, a bike <laughs> <laughs> but it's those little things that keep me doing all those bridges yeah. and <laughs> like, oh yeah because like for me like the big thing that's been physically limited is like overhead movement so like since surgery like I've worked with physio to get this guy up um, but this yeah, one girl. obviously just had surgery. So we're like, we're about here, <laughs> which is really good considering. Better than um, I can do. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, no, then I have friends and they'll just kind of be hanging out and they'll do like the casual, like overhead kind of yoga stretch. And I'm just there and I'm like, 
Oh, you know, <laughs> darn you, beautiful, you know, darn you, yeah, and you're like, stretching. Yeah, and it's just like such a little thing, you know. And I tell people, like, yeah, I just want to be able to paint and not be in excruciating pain, you know, or uh, yeah, just being able to do like daily things. Like, I can't carry anything. It's really hard to shower, you know. Like, it's it's all those little things, and that's when yeah, I tell people, I'm like, I'm basically retired, but I'm 26. Woo! Yeah. Um, and <laughs> Yeah. So it's like, you know, I definitely have like low energy all the time. Um, and sometimes I've been like a better roommate the past year because I'm home all the time now. So like I try to clean a little bit, but there is some stuff that I just can't do, you know. And uh, thankfully, my boyfriend's not an asshole and actually understands. But a lot of people don't, you know. And sometimes people ask me, they're like, oh, well, are you ever worried if you're having someone over and your place is messy? And I'm like, no, because if they're not going to be my friend because it's messy, then they might as well leave. Like, this is, <laughs> I'm not going to have a perfectly clean place ever. So, yeah, I think I think being realistic is a benefit. But then, of course, some people misconstrue that as being negative. Um, and it's not. Uh, but, you know, sometimes people think that, like, yeah, if you have positive thoughts, you'll get better, you know. And it's like, ha, ha, ha. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, and then everyone collectively does the face palm, you know, because um, it's just so it's so so wrong. <laughs> I mean, we're all gonna go unconscious from face palming anyway, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like with the house stuff, it's amazing, like how my give a fuck has dropped down so exactly. historically low yep. that it's like if it upsets you, please come over and clean. Like I, exactly, I'll chat with you. I will entertain you the whole time you're cleaning if yep. you would like. But come yep. over and clean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because it's just not a big priority. Right. Like when you're not feeling well, like you're not gonna be like, I really need to sweep the floor right now. Like, no. <laughs> so I actually do get that because like, I feel so guilty with my husband works incredibly yeah, long hours. And then he comes home exhausted. Yeah. And then he picks up all of the schoolwork stuff that I wasn't able to help out my daughter with. And then he pays the bills and then he makes dinner. And then he helps me out. So it's like, if I have spoons, I'm like, okay, yeah. I've got to do something nice for him. And like, whenever yeah. I can, I like it super psycho about the house. But I bought my favorite purchase this year was a D-Bot. And it's this little like robot oh, vacuum cleaner. And it is my favorite thing that we've ever nice. gotten. I'm like, yeah. oh, I just press it and it starts moving and cleans yes. my house. Yes. <laughs> and we also have a wolf. It's like this 90 pound neuroses covered in fur. And yeah. he sheds off like an entire dog a day. So it, like, oh my God. we have to keep on top of this stuff. Otherwise... Oh, here I can show you. Do you uh, do you like rabbits? I love rabbits. We used to have, have one. A, let's see. We have a pet cat. Let's see if we can. Oh, oh, you got black cat. Oh, oh. yeah. So Aren't this is Zoe. Hi, buddy. <laughs> but then <laughs> I have. Famous. Uh, I have two pet rabbits. Oh my god, they're cute. Hey guys. Oh. <laughs> you know, I did a whole children's book with the rabbit. <laughs> yeah, I love them. They're little weirdos, but they're pretty great. <laughs> Bunnies are awesome. I love having them. I will not have them again because their little hearts just cannot handle the wolf and the dogs oh, that we yeah, have. Completely. Yeah. Our chickens no, but I mean, are just I... too stupid to get afraid. We've got four chickens that will try to put their head into the wolf's mouth. So they yeah. just don't seem to have heart attacks. They just have no Darwin in them. There's yeah, no... yeah. No survival instinct in these They're creatures. going down. Yeah. <laughs> My husband's like, you know what? If we didn't, like, find a way to farm them and use their eggs, they would never have survived as a species. Like, they would have been gone. <laughs> yeah. We have a yeah. little mini yeah. farm going oh, here. Oh, man. That was always my dream yeah. was, like, the farm. And so, like, I tried to convince my husband that, like, we need to, like, get a place with some land so we can have, like, yeah. sheep and goats. He's like, honey. Yeah. How much better have you felt in the last five years? Like, <laughs> how much yeah. of a farm do you think you could actually handle? Yep. Like, oh, yep. damn you and your reality. Right? Yeah, no, I actually grew up in the country, and my parents had, like, a hobby farm. Oh. So that's why, like, even I have a small apartment, I always have pets. Um, I have a hamster, too, but he's sleeping. And uh, <laughs> But now I live, like, in the city city. It's actually pretty. Let's see if we can show you this. 
Vancouver. It's so beautiful. Like where I want to move. Yes. Right. Um, So now I live in like the city, but it's great because like I can't drive. Um, I shouldn't drive anyway because I'm on all this medication. Um, But now, of course, like I can just walk to the pharmacy because it's two blocks away and it makes it a lot easier. But then I can't carry anything. So there's still a problem, but a little bit easier to manage, right? Um, Even I was hanging out with a friend yesterday. They were uh, stranded here because of the snow. And we were walking around, and I was like, oh, the pet store is right here. Do you mind carrying, like, a bag (laughs) of pet food for me? And he's like, yeah, no problem. I was like, you're the best. I I do feel like most of my, like, get-togethers with people are like, and can you help me run the errands I couldn't get to? Like. Pretty much, yeah. So no, and I was so glad that he was just like, yeah, no big deal. You, like, you, you, love you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how's your like, public oh, transportation God. system over there? Is it good? Sorry, public transportation over there. How is it? Um, it it has its pros and cons. I take yeah, I I mostly walk everywhere, but then I take transit when I need to, and. I mean, my biggest issue with transit is because I need to sit down. Um, like my arms aren't strong enough to hold myself up and then the good old nerve pain and, but no one knows. So I have to sit and then I get dirty looks from people because they see how young and tattooed I am. And they're like, you should offer your seat to someone older. Um, and that can be an issue sometimes. Otherwise it's pretty good though. Like Vancouver has a pretty good train system, which is nice. Um, cause then they come, you know, every three minutes or whatever. So it, uh, it makes it easier in the sense, like, if it's really full, I can just wait for the next one. Um, but the buses are harder because, again, I need a seat. And people don't get it. They just assume that I'm lazy and want to sit down. And it's like, no, like, if I'm standing, like, I'll fall on you. Like, that. <laughs> that's what will happen. Here are your options. Um, yeah. So, like, sometimes I wear, like, like, a brace or a sling when it's really bad. So there's, like, something visible. But even then, a lot of people are just like, she should stand you know and I'll be sitting there in like the disability seating and I've only had to like talk to like a couple people when they're like oh you should get up and I'm like I can't like I just had surgery or whatever um and I'm like hey want to see my scars you know, <laughs> here's my underarm <laughs> yeah, yeah. no I don't actually do that but <laughs> um there was one time it was a few months ago and I was pretty bitter because I I uh, had had surgery like a month before and I was headed to physiotherapy. So of all days, you know, that's the day. And, you know, these, these older women get on and I'm sitting in the accessibility seat and, you know, all tattooed. And they're, they're older, but they're not like, like they don't have visible disabilities where I would be like, okay, like someone needs to give up a seat. Um, cause I don't want to assume that older people can't stand either. Right. Like maybe you can, maybe you're good. Um, and they kind of point to where I'm sitting and I have headphones in and, you know, I kind of pause it cause I'm curious what they're going to say. And they're like, Oh, there's a seat there. And you know, they don't really want to ask me and I'm not really looking. So they sit behind me. And they start talking. They're like, you know, those seats are there for a reason. Like, she should have gotten up. Like, you should have sat down there. And I'm like, okay, maybe I heard that wrong. You know, like, (laughs) I was like, I'll give them benefit of the doubt. And then they keep on going like, oh, no, like, those seats are there for a reason. That's accessibility seating. And I turn around and I'm like, are you talking about me? Like, I just had surgery a few weeks ago. And the woman's like, oh, uh, no, sorry. Uh, it gets, like, really, really awkward. And I just turn around and, like, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> and it's just, like, you know, or there was one time when I was sitting on the bus and there was, like, a younger dude sitting in the accessibility seating. And there's, um, uh, you know, not to discriminate, but there's, there's an Asian woman who doesn't speak much English and she's sitting across the way. And it's a pretty busy bus. And, you know, some older people get on and she points at him and she's like, you're young get to the back. And, you know, he's a, he's a young dude and he just stands up and finally moves. I turn to my boyfriend. I'm like, she is so lucky that that wasn't me. (laughs) I would have been like, excuse me. Like, are you assuming that young people can't have chronic pain? Um, and you know, get into the whole thing. And I didn't cause it was fine, but I just, I hate those assumptions like why wouldn't you assume like oh that person might need to sit down but it's not you're just assuming that I'm lazy and you know selfish so that's my only issue with public transit really otherwise it's pretty good but I know a lot of people hate the idea of taking public transit to and from appointments and stuff but like 
I go alone. I can't drive. It's what I have to do. <laughs> so I don't really have much of an option. Um, but I'm just curious because, like, over here, our public transportation system in the Bay Area is so amazingly horrible. Oh, no. <laughs> and it's like, but, like, we're super excited because we live near-ish an area that I could use public transportation. Yeah. But if I wanted to go to the city, the elevators don't work a lot of times. So oh, you don't yeah, know which totally. exit you could get off at. Same thing like yep. when we go to New York and it's like the subway would be great and le much less expensive than Ubering everywhere. Paris, same thing. Like whenever you go traveling, it's like, yeah, the public transportation would be awesome. Yeah. But whatever's on the ground is on my hands, which, yep. you know, it's like um, I have yet to see a super clean public transportation area. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and no, no. the elevators don't always work in places, yep. and it's just amazing how often the elevators don't work. And I'm like, yep. really? Yeah. No, it's that true. Yeah, a lot of the elevators out will be out here. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely that happens here, which is ridiculous because, of course, people are like, who actually needs the elevator? And it's like, no, man, some people really do. Or, like, not having, like, super accessible washrooms. And then, like, people offer me a ride, and they're like, oh, like, I can give you a ride to wherever. And I'm like... So I get really motion sick in cars. <laughs> I was like, I may or may not throw up in your back seat. Do you still want me in the car? You know, <laughs> um, and that's why I actually like public transit because it makes me less nauseous. But then that's like a whole thing I have to explain to people. Um, and some people are really surprised why I wouldn't want to take them up on their offer. And it's like, just because you drive doesn't mean you're a good driver and I'm not going to get sick, you know? And some people are really understanding and don't mind, but a lot of people don't want someone who might throw up in their car, which is fair, you know? <laughs> but... I, right, for me, it's yeah. also like, I always feel like I have to sing for my supper. Like if someone's doing me a favor, I better be yep. really entertaining for them. And that's exactly, I yep. don't always have the energy for that, especially if it's like, I'm going to my doctors to get my bones relocated. Like yep. there's yep. one person who can deal with me after that. And that's my mom. <laughs> like no one exactly. else can hang with me after I've been like yep. relocated. And I'm like, yep. I just want to die. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Before uh, surgery, I had uh, like Botox injections into my saline muscle. So like these guys, oh, how fun. Wow. That sounds oh, yeah. great. Super fun. Um, but they did actually really help. But yeah, like really painful because they're getting like really deep in there. And it's uh, a ways out of the city. So I had a friend who had previously drive me, but then she was busy. So I asked this other person and they're like, oh, like, sorry, I'm working that day. Because of course, it's like a weekday afternoon, you know. And uh, they're like, oh, but my boyfriend is going out to that area. He could pick you up. And I'm like, I've never met the guy. Like, how is that a good option? Like, picking me up after injections. Like, how am I supposed to do small talk when I'm like, dude, my neck just got injected with a toxic substance. How are you, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, so again, like, I get so, like, so honest so fast. And um, yeah, <laughs> so that's why a lot of times I like public transit because then I just don't have to talk to anyone either. Um, or I tell like, yeah, or I tell cab drivers like, hey, like I just had like treatment done. I'm really nauseous. Like I don't really want to do small talk. Yeah, I hear that so, so much. And you've frozen. So I'm still are like asking questions and yeah. Yeah, it's it's hard to like not feel like it's hard to ask for exactly what you need sometimes and yep, like be exactly. like, look, I am not usually a bitch. Well, I am, but, um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's an unintentional bitchiness at the moment. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, that's, that's difficult. So we are actually almost at an hour and you're just way too much fun to chat with. Is there anything <laughs> you wanted to like highlight or promote before we, we wrap this up? Um, that's a good question. I, <laughs> um, I think uh, one thing I would want to say is just um, if everyone's doubting you, uh, don't keep looking for answers because I know a lot of people um, who are like really persistent from the get-go. You know, they're going to all the doctors, they're doing all the things, but I know a lot of people where they'll have some pain, but, you know, they're in their 20s and they're like, it's not really a big deal. Right. Um, and they just kind of keep pushing through it. And like if I if I wouldn't have kept asking and yeah, defining those limits and actually making changes like I wouldn't have had surgery and I wouldn't be feeling better. So I, I think like that should always be emphasized. But otherwise, no, I think this is great. <laughs> 
um, because I think you should be able to laugh about the little things and just kind of talk super honestly about what it's like living with this, like the good and the bad, right? So yeah, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to hearing my voice on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that's a whole nother, I, I finally gotten over it. Like I used to hate hearing these pot. I, I actually almost never would like listen to it first because I was like, I can't, I sound like really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and my no, son be like, yeah, you do sound like that mom. And that's how <laughs> annoying you sound. Like, great. No. Thanks kid. So glad I did three days of labor to get you here. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I've always loved like your approach to, to interviews and how it is just like a conversation. It's not, you know, you're being interviewed and you're, you know, dealing with like one question after the other and like nothing wrong with structure. But I think that, yeah, obviously when you're talking to someone who gets what you're going through, it's great to be able to just talk about those little things compared to having like, okay, now to the next bullet point, you know, <laughs> I moving will along. Walters um, this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I don't have the attention span for it. It's really not a choice. <laughs> this is, this is a lack of attention, which Kiro's yeah. can totally back me up on where he's like, he brings these beautiful show notes. They are a work of art. He's like, how quickly are you going to fuck these up? I'm like, I'm guessing 30 seconds. Let's go. Yeah, 30 seconds ago. Yeah, I already have it. You know? It's like, damn, why do I do this? I'm like, because you need to write lists. I don't. I, yeah. I should. Yeah. It's not that I don't need to. It's that I can't. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I hope this was okay and that I did okay. You did and, fantastic. Uh, oh, great. <laughs> well, thank you so much, everyone listening. And if you want to be super nice to us, just head on over to Apple Podcasts, still the best place to say something embarrassingly nice. Give us lots of stars. Hit subscribe. Share this with other people who might not understand what TOS is or anxiety or IBS. And this will probably help give a little bit more of an idea of what life is like with this. Or other people who might not get that chronic pain can happen to people in their 20s, teens, children. Like, this is a good one to share. So please share us. That's the only reason that people all over the world are listening, because I am not healthy enough to figure out advertising. So thank you for sharing. I appreciate it. Uh, so until next week, be kind, be gentle, and be a badass.